Greetings, new listeners. ParentWise is meant to be listened to in order, so please start with Season 1, Episode 1, and work your way from there. Do you have a child that doesn't fit the traditional mold, whatever that is? You will probably find a source of comfort and information in Deborah Reber's new book, called Differently Wired, Raising an Exceptional Child in a Conventional World. This book is in many ways groundbreaking and we encourage you to get your own copy. You can find this and other resources by going to our website, parentwise.com, our picks. Mom, mom, mama, what's Parentwise? So when do you want to go to sleep? None time. None time? ParentWise is wildly honest. We talk to real parents about real issues. Parents often have no place to go to figure out what to do and how to fix it. A community of parents who find solutions that work in the real world. The first step to fixing anything is understanding the why of it. Hi, I'm Carrie Jordan. And I'm Dr. B. And And this this is is ParentWise. So welcome to episode five. Yee-hoo! So first off, listeners, please forgive us because we both have colds. Yes. So, um, <laughs> and a touch of laryngitis. Yes, I'm pretty sure she is the giver and I am the receiver. Well, <laughs> maybe not. Mothers always do the giving. Yes, Come right. <laughs> Good one, Mom. <laughs> anyway, so... Let's talk a little bit about what we're going to be going through today. So our new family is an amazing young couple. Yeah, so what's interesting about Kelly and Zorani, we call them Z just because it's easier. My doctor asked me to cut down on syllables. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go with Z. Sure, it was syllables, not calories or something. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Ouch. Every time I try to be funny, I know, like you I, just insult me. It's perfect. Uh, honestly, mom, it's perfect. It's perfect. It's like, it's, first of all, I couldn't deserve it anymore if I tried. Oh, not true. That is so not true. true. I'm constantly saying things and going, whoops. <laughs> so awesome. Oh, no. No, well. Well, no, it was the only thing I could think of. And every time I try and make a joke, I always stick my foot in my mouth. <laughs> Up past my kneecap. Why do you think I always have you as my... I'm the straight man. No. Oops. <laughs> You're the straight man. You're the hilarious person is what you are. And that was amazing. So that's going to stay in. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, again, Kelly and Z. This couple is special in the sense that their daughter is my daughter's best friend. So Rue met Nora, their daughter, when they went to a Montessori nursery school together. Nora is two years younger than Rue, but they clicked. And it's really funny. They're very much the odd couple because Rue is like all tomboy all the time. Yeah. Like she just uh, really, really enjoys things that boys tend to enjoy. Right. Won't won't wear dresses. No, no. It's like pulling teeth. So no dresses. No um, ruffles. Yeah. Oh, God. No. No ruffles. And then on the flip side, Nora is all dresses, all ruffles, all princess outfits, and those little plastic high heels, uh-huh. all of those things, all of the Cute time. as can be. Oh, Absolutely. my God. Yeah. They're both adorable, and um, they're both total characters, <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and it's just fun to have them together. And so 
Kelly and Z and my husband and I have obviously spent some time together and we really enjoy them and they pretend to really enjoy us. So there's a familiarity here Mm -hmm. with both the child and the parents that will probably come across. One of the reasons we love hanging out with them is because they are both really funny and have that, that like, you know biting sense of humor that right. my husband and I have. So prepare yourself for that. <laughs> um, anyway, so Nora is four, and she is strong-willed. She is smart. She is funny. And sometimes, like any other kid, she's difficult. And cute as can be, which is part of our conversation. Yes, that's very true. The other thing to note about this particular interview, we talk about racial stuff. Kelly is Caucasian and Z is black or African-American. And it has some different aspects to it in that sense. Right. Things that people wouldn't necessarily think about. Right. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it specifically. So we'll be talking to them. The second interview will be a follow-up interview with Christy and Bill. Bill couldn't make it, so it's just with Christy talking about Henry. And we obviously talked to them in our last episode, and we'll kind of go through what we discussed and how it's working for them. As the story goes, I don't well, I don't remember it this way. Um, I just sidled up next to him and was like, hi, how are you? Tell it how you remember it. I don't it. remember it. All right. <laughs> and there we have it. Thank you. <laughs> so. so we'll have to go with his version. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, now it can be whatever yeah. version he decides. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. But I like there's some there's some alternative universe where there's a kinder Every, version you know, that Kelly can <laughs> cling to as hope or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, so that's how we met. Did you guys have any like preconceived ideas of what kind of parents you were going to be? I didn't think I would be as strict as I am. I thought <laughs> I, I thought I would be. I thought I always knew I'd be a strict dad. I come from like strict family. I always knew I'd be like a. But I'm. I, I, even, I even find myself being like I'm a lot stricter than I thought I would be. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> you know, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot stricter than you thought I would be. Uh-huh. Oh, that's funny. That's, that's funny. good. So uh-huh. then you can be the lax one. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh, but she's not a lax person. I yeah. mean, I'm not lax, but I'm probably less strict than you thought I would be. Yeah, you you you're you're less of a stickler for A, B, and C, which is weird because in everything else she is an A, B, C person. But I'm a like, like when Kelly is gone, I'm like, this is your bedtime. This is when we're doing dinner. This is what's going on. No, you can't do that. No, you know, I'm like, this is what we're doing. A lot of it goes to raising a mixed, chi- a mixed race child is for me, we're pretty public. Like we, you know, we have a lot of friends here. We do a lot of things. I cannot have her being the misbehaving black child. I absolutely will not deal with that. And I definitely can't deal with someone coming to check me on my misbehaving black child. Because that's going to call it, I'm going to get arrested. Right, so this is like a preemptive strike. Yeah, and then the other part of it is, when everybody knows what their role and what's going on, things are easier for everybody. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that it's beneficial to have two parents that are, that parent slightly differently? Or even very differently? Yeah, I don't I don't think that we parent very differently. No. I think that like we we both have the same obviously we both have the same ideals, values, range of acceptable behavior. 
and you know our triggers are different which mm-hmm. is good yeah right because then if i'm triggered then he can remain calm and vice versa what right? triggers you what triggers me being woken up <laughs> Not going to sleep. Not (laughs) getting to go to sleep when you're ready to go to sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Anything doing with sleep. And then if we do have to, like, get out the door and, you know, I'm like, you need to do, brush your teeth, get your shoes on, whatever. And then five minutes later, she still has none of those things. That just, like, that's a massive trigger. Yeah. And what about you? Sass. No, <laughs> a four-year-old, a four-year-old talking to me like she's forty. You know, yeah, no, no, Nora's, yeah, Nora's I get, the same. I was like, "Who are you talking yeah, to?" Yeah, no, Nora's the same. Nora's the same, and then people think I'm crazy, yeah. right? And then I'm like, you know what? If I jump on you right here, they're gonna have me arrested, <laughs> and no one will know how you forced my hand. <laughs> no one, will, everyone, the, the courts, no <laughs> one, everybody will look at you and be like, "How could he? How could he be upset and be treat this child this way?" And no one will know that the three hours of bullshit that I was putting up with yeah. till we got to this point yep yes and that and that's always my you know and no and Nora's Nora is a very good kid you know for our first child I have to say both of us were like surprised how good she is yeah. but she does have an attitude and she has an attitude yeah. with us and there's a lot of like like we'll tell her something and then there's a debate and I'm like this oh isn't, see it will see <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but keep in mind, too, she will be your only, only child. Yeah, so, that's true. That is true. And so she really doesn't understand that she's no. not one of the two of you. Yeah, the Oldest true. children are like that. Yeah, that's true. We're both oldest children, so yes, I, 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 I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, but It's weird because Kelly and I are both the eldest. Three out of our four parents are the eldest. They all grew up <laughs> poor. They all got scholarships to school. They all went to grad school, like, and our our mothers are born four days apart. Wow. And they have the same middle name. Let's just go into, again, like, ideas about why you moved here, moving mm-hmm. here, knowing that you would be, that your daughter would definitely be a minority minority. Mm-hmm. What that kind of is like for you guys. I, I have no complaints about being around Kenyatta except it's so damn hot and, and so far from the beach. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are my two. Um, <laughs> those are my two. Issues. And then I think like it is an, it's it is a nice community. Everything is family oriented, mm-hmm. you know, which is nice. It's nice to obviously not have to worry about schools. So we just know where she's going and we know it's a good school and like that we don't have to like think about it. That's nice. And then as far as like the mixed race you know, sure, I can obviously say like I don't think about it every single day. It's not top of mind for me. From what I have seen, the preschool that she goes to, I think, actually has a decent representation in it of, yeah. like, all across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Most of the, there's a lot of mixed race And there's a lot of mixed race families yeah. there. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, black and white. But, yeah, but just all over. But all, all, over, the, all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, like, everyone that we've met is, I mean, liberal-minded, open. It's just, I mean, for me, anyway, you can, it's different. It's just never been... It's never been an issue. It's never been an issue. Yeah, for me, it's it hasn't been an issue, but I find there is a bit of a fetish. Other people are constantly saying how beautiful she is, and that kind of hurts me a little, <laughs> and kind of, and you know, they're like, "Look at her eyes, look at her eyes," and I'm like, well, "Why are you like? Why? What do you expect?" They're like, to see? "Look at this magical person." Yeah. There, there's two of them. No one says that to me. There's two of them. You know, there's oh, they're oval. <laughs> It's yes. yeah, and yeah, and they're your eyes. Yeah, yeah, and they're exactly. They're my eye color, and no one's yeah. looking looking at my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh. no, that's. What do you think that is? What's that? Part of that is there's my 
theory on people kind of elevate mixed race kids a little more than they need to be. And then there's also people kind of have a weird obsession with black, white miscegenation. Mm -hmm. And both of those things kind of play into it. I can't tell you how many times I've heard, I've when like throughout my adult life, how many times I've talked to people and they're like, you know, if we had kids, they'd be gorgeous. You know, and I was like, that's such a weird, I mean, could you yeah. imagine? Same to you? Yeah, to me. Okay. Like, 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 I mean, in all sorts, in bars, in like offices, in the city, I mean, all sorts of situations. Like, I'd like to borrow your jeans. Yeah, and, it, and it's mainly, and it, yeah, it's mainly just, I want like a Gucci purse and, right. this, and this half black baby. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a tokenism that's, that's really just always been weird to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, all mine, ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She, 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 yeah you, you're welcome. Here's a question for you. Because here's what I'm thinking: is does it scare you that that she hears how beautiful she is? Yes, all the time? absolutely. Because I'm Every, very careful about that. Yeah, the, absolutely. It, I absolutely. It, it is. I worry all the time about her getting into herself and being yeah. into herself and thinking that she is somehow better. My concern is different. My concern uh, is that that's her, where her, her sense of lies. self-worth yes. Yes. That that's what makes her mm. a worthy human being. Mm. Yes. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. And, and she's got her entire life being mm. praised like not because of what she's done, not because of how she's mm. behaved, not because of what she's accomplished, yep. but just because it's she's like beautiful. the beauty queen oh, syndrome. That's right. And that's why as her father, if you comment on her beauty primarily, she will think that that's what you that's value right. the most about her. It's one of those things that that people want to do with girls. Yeah, they want to compliment girls on their beauty oh, they think, because that's a cultural. Thing. It's a cultural. No, thing. absolutely. Exactly. So when people would say that about Real. and say mm. oh, she's so beautiful, yeah. I'd say yeah, and she's smart and she's brave yeah. and she is curious and she's super funny. So that my thing was showing that in whatever way I could that she was way more than just that. There's other aspects yeah. to her. Yeah. yeah. So if one day for whatever reason she's not beautiful anymore. Yeah. It's okay. Which so. tends to happen. Well, you get, and as you go, and as you go <laughs> Thank through. Thank God it's never happened to me. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, as you go through teenage, you know, those yeah. teenage years, it's gonna be, they can be a hot mess, you know? Oh, yeah. You go through the entire. But it's interesting. As, as Nora's dad, I will go, oh, you look cute. Like, your outfit mm-hmm. looks good. I don't, think I, I don't think I've ever been like, oh, you're so beautiful. You haven't. No. And I've never worried about what you guys are saying, about that being how she assesses her value. Mm -hmm. This is me being just kind of like male and out of it, I guess, because I've always looked at her as smart, funny, and like, for me, it was never going to be, like, that's how she would be assessed. But it's how she hears. But, it's but what she hears. But exactly. And no, you're always, absolutely right. And you always have right. to remember that it's your job to balance what the world is yeah. going to do. Right? Yeah. Because if all she hears out there yeah. is you're so beautiful and you're so unusual and you're really unique. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever speaks to how smart she is, yeah. how brave she is, how curious. And how that she is like everybody else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I that, think that she's that's a normal a, child. Yeah, yeah she's exactly. a normal child. Yeah. And it does have to be verbalized. It has to literally you have to like make it a thing. Mm-hmm. To balance it out. Otherwise, yeah. they aren't going to intuit it. The same way they wouldn't intuit that they're beautiful. Right. Yeah. Unless someone told them that they're oh, that's interesting. So you have yeah. to really like, and, and when say, you know, like, you know, that person told you how beautiful you are and you are, but you know what? You know what's mm. really a big deal is being smart and kind mm. and loving. 
the way you were looking at it, and I understand this, was the need to take her down a notch so she didn't get too full. Yeah. And what it actually is, yeah. is boosting her up in every other area. Yeah. Rather than taking her down in that sure. way. Trust me, the world's going to take her down yeah. in plenty of ways. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is what it is. And kids. A female in Western society, don't, don't worry. Yeah, you'll, you'll get yours. Exactly. You'll well, never be good enough. So, is, but is... to bring her up and raise her up in every other way yeah, so that she sees point. that as her point of value. Where do you want to start? What struck me was that we are doing a lot of talking about how we in this generation of parents have to model differently for our daughters the way they value themselves. Mm -hmm. And as I was listening, I was struck with the fact that we're talking about a little girl. We don't talk as much about little boys, not in terms of how, how attractive they are, because that's already something that we sort of step over. We say little boys are cute, but the culture doesn't support that. The culture supports that they're tough, and that they are athletic and that they... Aren't overly emotional. Right. Or sensitive. Right. So it becomes equally as important for parents of little boys to... It's important that when their little boy talks about a girl that they like in school... Right. That as parents, we redirect them to the important values. Like, is she funny? Is she kind? Does she have good empathy? Yeah. Maybe some of these words are going to be a bit much, but right, is but she nice? Is she nice? <laughs> is she nice? Does she play well on the playground? Does she share her toys? <laughs> if what we're looking to do is to help our children stay away from the toxic stuff in our culture, it's not just little girls we have to worry about, it's little boys. We have to teach boys that the values that they need to have are much more related to kindness and, and personality and character. And character, yes. Yeah, character. Yes, that would be it. So that when we're saying to our sons, you know, what do you like about her? And he comes up with, well, she's so pretty. Mm -hmm. You can say, well, that's fine, you know, but what else do you like about her? Well, I guess I'm guilty because right after Rue started TK, transitional kindergarten, whatever they're calling it these days, she was in the car and she told me that she had a boyfriend. <laughs> and the first thing I asked was, what does he look like? But her answer was just epic. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I'll see if I can find the quote because I'm pretty sure I taped it. Oh, wow. He's going to be Wait. a boyfriend forever, huh? He must be really special. Yeah, he is. What does he look like? Wow. He has hair on, on top of his head, but... That might not last forever, though. I'm no. just letting you know. I want to hear more about the hair. What color is it? Uh, yellow. Okay. That's called blonde hair. What color are his eyes? I don't remember. Hmm. Go back to my school and... Is he bigger than you or smaller than you? He's a big boy. How old is he? I, I didn't ask him. I forgot. Oh, that's okay. Do you guys hold hands? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, he's still my boyfriend. Of course. What kind of backpack does he have? I don't remember. No? Maybe you could just be friends with him instead of having him be your boyfriend. Oh, he's my boyfriend. You don't know anything about him. Ah, he's not my boyfriend. Hey, yeah, you said that already. Do you do you guys eat lunch together? No. I should have said hi to him <laughs> while we're eating lunch. I should be waves. See if he likes cheeseburgers. <laughs> Does he have all his teeth? <laughs> what kind of dresser is he? How's his personal hygiene? Because <laughs> at five, at five. <laughs> it's gotta be good. <laughs> Excellent. 
So I, I am actually, they're not together in that way anymore. Oh, no? Yeah. It was actually, it was a... Um, a short-term relationship. <laughs> lasted longer than I thought, uh, but it was a conscious uncoupling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they called it. A conscious <laughs> uncoupling. So let's just, let's pick one specific challenge that you guys have with Nora, one specific behavior, and then let's talk about a way to handle it, uh-huh. and then try handling it that way, and then we'll circle back and see if it was effective. Does it have to be the same behavior for both of us, or just... Um, I mean, I think we'd probably choose the same behavior. Interesting. I'm, what well, what, what behavior would you choose? Go ahead. You, 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 you seem to know us. <laughs> let's, let's test this out. So... She's, like, incredibly strong-willed, and she's got a mouth mm-hmm. on her. And so, like, sometimes she says things that I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know? We, even when you say to her right away, like, you know, you can't talk like that, or I'm the parent, mm-hmm. or what have you, she doesn't self-correct right away. No. And it's interesting, because if you're willing to choke a kid, <laughs> there's not going to be a lot of problems, I right? Mean, yeah. <laughs> or I'm, gag. I'm not, I wouldn't like, say I'm willing to choke her. <laughs> what do you do? When she is sort of outside her realm of what's supposed to be. With oh, her. I just get in the shit. That is unacceptable. You I cannot talk to your mom her. like that. You cannot, you know, I'm... And how does she handle it when you do that? She she will frown, and then sometimes she will hide behind something. She, not out of fear, but she doesn't, she doesn't like being checked, mm-hmm. right? And so I know she doesn't like being checked, so I check her. And I'm willing to check her in any environment. But it sounds like this has been kind of a, content. she continues at some it, level. It has been, it, I, it felt like it's amped up over the last You think she does it more with months. me than with you? No, not necessarily. No, 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 no. I was no, no. going to guess that she may do it slightly differently. Differently, be, yeah. Differently because you have different triggers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay? Yeah. Well, and then also we will do the, like, um, and you know, if you. And she does the timeout and stuff like that, and we throw stuff away. Yeah, that's the timeout's yeah. like not working yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, we will do things like you know, if you speak to me like that one more time, then I'm taking away your no, Elsa out, dress. Out I'm taking of, away your tons of stuff. Okay. You know. And how is that working? That works. That get, that gets that gets it's uh, better. That yes, gets a bit, but it yeah. hasn't stopped it. It hasn't no. stopped it. No. It'll work for as long as the memory is ripe. Right. Yeah. Um. Right. So it w- work for like days or a week yeah. at a time. What we would say about this behavior is because she's your only child, Mm -hmm. this is really a power behavior that she exhibits. This is her way of exerting herself and saying, you know, you you guys may be grown-ups, but But, uh, I'm big too. I'm big too, and watch this. And it will work for her so long as she gets reactions from the two of you. Mm -hmm. And when you take away something that's external, you'll find that you're right, it'll work in a short term, mm-hmm. and then she'll do something like, well, I didn't want it anyway. Sure. When she gets older, she'll say that to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's okay, I don't care, mm-hmm. right? And you'll take away her TV or her computer, okay. and again, it'll be like, because that's a power issue, you know? You take it away, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You can't hurt me. So what you really want to do is, if you don't want her to sass you, what you do is you get very quiet, and you have to be non-responsive. That mm. means when she sasses you, turn and talk to each other. Mm. And oh, nothing bugs, bugs her more than us ignoring her. Exactly. And nothing bugs that child more yeah, exactly. than being left out of a hug. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you just, and, and you can let her say, and what you can say to her is from now on, when you talk to me like that, I'm not going to hear you. Oh, interesting. And you put your hand up like this and then turn away from her to, and make something up. Sure. Make something up. Sure. doesn't matter. 
and what you do at some point is to say, if you, and you might finish, and she's like, you know, and mm-hmm. say, did you have something you wanted to say to me? That lets her back into the conversation. If she starts up again, you go and turn away. Okay. She knows how to talk to you. Yeah. She yeah. does. Most of the time she talks to you just fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When she's wanting to engage you in a negative way, when she's wanting to exert herself or in, intrude into what you've got going mm-hmm. on, or even if she doesn't like what the two of you are doing, let's say you're having a, a heated discussion and it's a little... That never happens. Yeah. <laughs> a little, a little upsetting she, to she, she won't care about it. The heated discussion she won't care about. It's the, if I'm like, if I go over and I, I kiss, I kiss yes. Kelly or I hug her or yes. whatever. Yes, we actually are getting along. Oh, yeah. Right. Then she comes in and she's like, right. pushes she one right or the other. Yeah. What about, what about yeah, me? She pushes someone away. Exactly. Yeah. What about me, me too? Or if we're giving what, her a hug and Kelly comes, I give her a hug, Kelly comes up and she like push Kelly away. Or <laughs> And so part of what you have to say to her is there's always enough love for everybody all the time. Yeah. But if I'm talking to mommy and mommy or mommy's talking to me, you have to not interrupt. And when you talk to us in a bad way, you're just not going to listen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my thing is I don't listen to people who don't speak to me kindly. Yeah. And I also don't do nice things for people who speak to me. And so I need you to speak to me with respect. So it's not just how to not speak to me, but also how to. You know, you want to try that again? Yeah. 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 And sometimes even saying, not letting try again, I'll say, you know what? Because I will turn my back on her. I mean, you know, I was yeah. raised by this one. so yeah. I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I'll just turn my back on her. And, and one of the things she started doing, by the way, because, you know, the level up. Now yeah. she ignores me when I ignore her. Wow. So it's becoming kind of like that. So They always level up. I know. <laughs> they do. And that's the thing. It's like something will work for like three to six months, and then all of a sudden they'll go all gangster on you, and next thing yeah. you know, We can both do that. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I get this. Okay. Yeah. And so that's when you – It's annoying how the thing smart is, they are. Is <laughs> when you – if you don't engage, number one, it helps you feel calm. And then also when you are only responsive and only – react well to good behavior then she needs the good behavior to get what she wants wants. which is the attention or whatever it is that you're going to do i mean i literally i don't make dinner for people who don't speak to me kindly and say please and thank you yeah like i said you can eat whatever you can reach (laughs) (laughs) that's what i said i was like you can get your own dinner but i do not make you could do that but then we'll have to move certain snacks up higher (laughs) otherwise i was gonna say otherwise that will backfire (laughs) Sass. Woohoo. Sass. Sassy. Nothing like you would know about, right? No, no. <laughs> My children aren't sassy. The baby is 15 months old and she's sassy. She can't even talk. <laughs> no. Sass is a, is a big trigger for me as well. Both she and Nora think it's funny. Well, and I think the kids of that age do it with one another. Oh, absolutely. They do it with one another. I want her to understand that it's not a great idea to do it to one another, and it's definitely not a good idea (laughs) to do it to grown-ups. Right. (laughs) And even more so to the people who drive you places and give you food (laughs) and buy you clothes. You want to wear two small shoes? Whatever, obviously. I have to keep buying her shoes because her feet are growing exponentially day by day. (laughs) And then... You talked about it at length, and we are going to end up talking about it probably a lot, which is that when you want to consequence a kid, taking something away or throwing something away of theirs is not a long-term answer because it, it doesn't teach them anything. It's a, 
it's a punishment. It's a punishment. Right. And then, so in the long term, you're not really doing anything. Right. It's one of those short gap measures that deals with the problem in the moment, but doesn't give any kind of lasting effect with the child. Right. And doesn't teach them the things that they need to learn to be a good adult. What was going to be yours out of curiosity? Your behavior thing. She has a tendency to be lazy when doing her work or or having, like, we have her in Kumon and, like, working on stuff, she will, stuff that she's already doing, she will purposely mess up as you repeat it. Like, just today we're doing Kumon with her, and she was like, oh, I don't know that word. I was like, you've just said it four times in this session. And so that kind of, you know, what am I expecting from a four-year-old? But that kind of non-focused... But that's deliberate. That's I know it's, it's deliberate. deliberate. And, 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 and I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm, I'm about to go crazy over Kumon. Well, right? and, okay. So <laughs> why, do you, why do you think she does that? She displays inadequacy. And the reason that children display inadequacy is in order to engage you. Mm-hmm. And not just to engage you, but maybe to get you to do what they're manipulate doing. Manipulate you. Yeah. To manipulate you into, just into doing, it for them, or? doing it for them, saying it for yeah. her. Whatever. That's now, exactly you are, what she's doing. Okay, that's, exactly that's the doing. that's the fourth goal of misbehavior, and you just have to say, you know, I know you know this, and and I can be patient. I can yeah. wait. Yeah. And you have to absolutely not give in to her invitation oh, yeah. to come on, honey, because the minute you start with, I know you know this, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Now she's gotten a whole and, level of and attention, she, and she makes it more difficult. Yeah, yeah. right. We're really focused on puzzles right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's an issue of planning, and so we've been doing it. And so, you know, we do the same puzzle over and over again, and each time she pretends like she doesn't know what a corner piece is and whatever. And so I'm just like, wow, you know, and I know she doesn't like to do it. I go, man, this way it's going to take a long time. <laughs> and then this I'll can, just can take as like, long as I'll just to. lean. Literally, one time I just laid down <laughs> in her room, and I just laid down, and I was like, oh, you know, I said, well, I like to relax. So, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, the faster it's done, the faster it's done. Yeah. And I said, you know, and she goes, but I need you to help me. I'm yeah. like, I am helping you. I'm sitting here with you. Yeah. Nora comes up with all sorts of alternatives. She's like, no, it would be better, Dad, if we only did this or if we only did. No. <laughs> They're so I'm similar like, in that way. I was it's like, like, I'm like not, we're thing. not going to only do. She's like, what if we only did one pack? And I think that'd be easier and better for both of us. <laughs> That's not better. Not better can I, can I tell you <laughs> that it's. And I say this when I find kids doing all these machinations. It's a sign of a bright child. Mm, So you have to remind yourself that there's a blessing in disguise here. She's come up with five or six different attempts at doing this. Means she's bright. Means she's creative. Yeah, she's creative. And you can, and you can, in your head, you can say, "Ah, this is good. I can see that she's going to be able to problem solve in a lot of different ways. But she's not going to do that here. And you just. You just say, yes, when you're four, creative. And, and you have to not engage with it. Yeah. That's the trick. Yeah. Not to engage. not engage with it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, too, when she's doing homework, I'll get up and I'll say, hey, when you're ready to work on this and, like, actually do it, just let me know because I can get up whenever I want. But yeah. you have to finish. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you I'm sit like, there and just do that. <laughs> I know. So tell me when you're ready and I'll come back and sit down with you. But if you're just going to not do anything or pretend like you don't know anything, then I'm not. I got other things to do. Yeah. 
All right. Well, this was great. Thank well, you thank guys you. so Thanks. much. <laughs> what we'll do is check back. Okay. Of course. See yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a yeah. follow up. Yeah. Okay. In like a few weeks, sure. and then um, make sure we were not indicted for murder and a kid. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be like, are you gonna listen to the whole thing and then edit out the parts that make us seem dumb or violent? <laughs> what I'm gonna do <laughs> the dumbest is couples. <laughs> the, we, the whole guys, podcast is him being like, I'm gonna choke her, and me being like, uh huh, uh huh. Choke that would be amazing. Well, that would be the there best will be, I do leave some of the funny stuff in because every just, single parent says it. Yeah. Every single parent <laughs> m- mentions violence against their own child. Yeah. Um, I do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, so we, uh, we were not afraid of it. Just not leave, that you your children, but <laughs> with other parents. Yeah. Yes, of course I'm going to edit out all the things that make you sound bad. (laughs) That's the first thing I do. If I'm going to leave my inappropriate stuff in there, I'm sure as hell going to leave their inappropriate stuff in there. (laughs) Otherwise, it looks like I'm the only crazy one. Not so. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to kill me. Anyway, one of the last things they talked about was the display of inadequacy that you kind of laid out for them how to handle. And really, at the end of the day, it's... Don't engage. Right. And encourage. So that brings me to something that I've been thinking about. One of the things you and I have both noticed is that a lot of the parenting things that are taught these days kind of recommends never doing. Like you never just withdraw from, withdraw child. from your child. Exactly. You it's to, seen as traumatic yeah, and it's uncaring. Of, yeah. And frankly, I understand. I think I understand where that's coming from. But I wholeheartedly disagree. I think you can withdraw in a way that is caring. And supportive. And supportive. And that gives your child the opportunity to see that you trust them and that you believe in them. It's the space that they need within which to grow. Right. And what we're trying to show them is that there is a connection, but it is not the same when it comes to feelings and behavior. You can have a feeling that is very, very strong and have a behavior that goes with it that is destructive, loud, rude, you know, screaming, temper tantrum. Right. But another person can have that same feeling and not behave in that same way. Exactly. And what we're really saying is we don't want to put a lot of emphasis on negative behavior. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of times we recommend taking a step back. Right. Because... Children often behave in this way in order for us to take a step forward. And what happens when that happens is if we step forward into that kind of misbehavior, it reinforces it and we get more of it. You can validate the feelings and say, I see how upset you are and I'm so sorry you are feeling that way. I would love to comfort you. But when you're done freaking out this part and screaming and yelling, you can sit on my lap, we'll have a cuddle and we can talk about it. So you're not taking away affection. You're not doing any of that. You're just telling them they have to be in a certain state to get what they want. And that state is not, that isn't okay. And that is an important life lesson. It's a very important, it's probably one of the most important life lessons. Yeah, and we've seen this, particularly I've seen this, uh, manifest itself where the newer generation that's in the workforce right now can display really inappropriate emotions at work because (laughs) they think that they should and are entitled to and have the right to 
freak out whenever they want and everyone should stop and pay attention to it. And that's what they were taught. Hey, you have to validate how I'm feeling. And the way you validate how I'm feeling is I freak out, you stop everything, and you let me work this out however I want to work this out. And you don't leave until it's done. And in the workforce, it's deadly. It's absolutely deadly. As an adult, yeah, in the workforce, it's definitely deadly to your, especially as a female, because I don't care what generation we're in, a woman who gets emotional at work is, you know... Considered hysterical. Yes, exactly. And less than. I mean, a woman who gets angry at work is considered hysterical. You're not allowed to have feelings at work. Now, I don't support that, but I definitely support the idea that work should be a different situation. I think it's a basic, and it's a basic that has gotten lost in this last generation. And what we're trying to do is get people back on track in terms of what's appropriate for parenting. Because if we're talking about long-game parenting, if you overindulge a child and don't give them coping techniques, and they think it's appropriate to be out of control until everybody stops everything. Well, they expect the world to stop for them the way that their parents have stopped for them. Right. And the world will not stop. It just doesn't do that. You can't make it happen. Right. I want my children to be able to work through their emotions, on, right. you know, in a lot of ways on their own with me there as their support. I think that it bears saying because so much of what we've been reading as we continue to do research and we always are continually researching and trying to get other parenting ideas and tips and god knows you know i don't think anyone has all the answers so no. it's important to be looking but that <laughs> and constantly learning yes absolutely but that one trend i feel is damaging it's yep. really damaging to the kids it's not fair to do to them to not allow them to learn how to soothe them, themselves from a hysterical place. They have to learn how to do that. Right. And if they can't, let's just say they're completely hysterical, you can say, if you can't calm down, come and get me, and I'll help you calm down. Right. We'll do deep breaths. We'll do whatever. You can say that to them. But then when they come and get you, they need to be doing it because they need help learning how to calm down. And then you come in and you teach them how to. Right. And then next time, that's what they'll use. Exactly. In theory, right? Right, right. Well, I really enjoyed the interview with them. They were wonderful. They really are. They're a great parent. So now we get to follow up with our couple from last week, Christy and Bill. Bill wasn't able to be on the call, so Christy took the call and really it ended up kind of being like a whole nother interview. Right, right. But she had a lot of good things to say. Absolutely. There were already some good changes there. And I think it's like whack-a-mole kind of, you know? <laughs> you get one problem and then there's another one right there, right behind it. And and then you kind of figure out the method to the madness a little bit. You get to know kind of how to work with him specifically, what works, what doesn't. And then I think they'll be able to, the whole thing will just get easier. I think that's true for all children, that we we tend to think, if I can just get beyond this. But the truth is, children learn sequentially, and each thing that they learn brings with it some kind of problem. Yeah, I agree with you there. I can tell you that with the Rue and now starting, now that the the babies become a toddler, so much of it, what's really helped with the Rue is, is over the years just getting to know who she is and how things work with her, kind of how her brain works. And 
through that, I think that's where most of our headway has come. So at least when something comes up, I'm not completely lost as to how to handle it. I kind of already have a sense of what types of consequences are effective with her, even if it's not the exact consequence I used before. Right. um, There's a familiarity with her. Well, you also know her triggers. Right. Exactly. So what is it that sends her into orbit? Yeah. And And my own. Right. So that I can try and be mindful of that. You know, I think that if we as parents are knowledgeable about our own triggers. That's half the battle. It is because then you can go, oh. There I am again. (laughs) There I am. Exactly. And this is not real. This is just something. It's not that it's not real. It's that it's not empirically true. Whatever your feeling is about what your child is doing is not necessarily the truth. It's just a feeling. And when you realize, oh, this feeling is connected to, you know, some stuff that happened in my own childhood, then you can start to try and separate your experience from the experience of your child. You know, the worst thing we can, well, not the worst thing we can do. One thing we want to try not to do is parent our own inner child. Right. Yeah. And we carry that inner child with us wherever we go. But anyway, yeah, I really am excited at what she was able to accomplish, what she and Bill were able to accomplish with Henry. And also, just even the new stuff we went through, I think there were some good insights there. really helped me understand more about them as a family and about Henry himself. So I think think it overall is really good. I hope you guys enjoy it. I think they will. Better had. I know that there was the nighttime routine that we had talked about in terms of kind of having a family meeting and creating a a new one so that it didn't turn into this, you know, epic battle. Yeah. And then there was the negative self-talk where he's really just down on himself and in a lot of ways using that as a manipulation to get out of getting in trouble. So let's start with bedtime. How's that going? Lately, it's been better. We started doing a thing where we're limiting time on electronics, but then also I start a timer, and he's got 10 minutes to not argue, go downstairs when it's bedtime, get his jammies on, get ready for bed, and be ready to brush teeth with Daddy. Because it's sort of a competition, because if he doesn't do it in the 10 minutes, then he loses the next day's worth of electronics. Because... He doesn't want to lose the electronics. The motivation is there. And yeah. he's not arguing. He hangs out in bed with me after reading. And then when I say it's time to go to bed, he goes to bed and there's no arguing and everything's good. So it's been, yeah, it's been a couple Compared weeks. to what was happening before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, my curiosity is when the novelty of that wears off, I'm curious if it continues or if we go back to normal or make up a new thing. That well, what? What's likely to happen is he will test out whether you really mean it, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah. So what's going to happen is he'll drag around, it'll take more than 10 minutes, and then you'll just say, okay, that's fine. And you don't say anything, and he's going to hope you're going to forget, because that's what they do. (laughs) And then the next day, when it's time for him to have that, they'll say, oh, sweetie, remember last night you you weren't able to get yourself ready for bed on time, so tonight's not going to work. So... Why don't you get yourself ready for bed now, and let's see if we can do it under 10 minutes, and that'll guarantee that tomorrow you get it, but we need to do something else, and he'll 
complain, you might cry, you might have a temper tantrum, in which case you'll just say, that's fine, you know, when you're ready to talk about it, and you remove yourself. The worst thing you can do is to get into an argument with a with a kid because they're not really listening. You know, in an adult thing, I listen to what you say, you listen to what I say, and, you know, sometimes we still can't persuade each other, but at least we hear what the other person has to say. Kids aren't in that mode. They want what they want. You can have all the logic in the world, and they'll say, but I want it. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) You know, how do I argue with that? Well, you don't. You say, yes, I understand. Yeah. I understand this must be really hard for you. It's funny because he went to Cub Scouts earlier this week and had a total bad attitude at Cub Scouts and raised his hand during the discussion and are we done yet and total bad attitude, bad attitude. On the way home, horrible, everything bad. So... Bill and I decided, you know what, no electronics for the rest of the day and tomorrow. And what am I going to do without electronics all day? I don't know. You'll figure out something. And and it worked. Totally worked. Attitude was great the next day. And we followed through with it. And it was awesome. So I, I, I think I agree with you on the following through thing. Following through is really important. The other thing you might want yeah. to think about is you want not to use you want to not get in the habit of using the electronics as the motivator because there will come a time when he will figure out something else and he'll say, I don't know. Yeah. And it's not really logically connected. He had a bad attitude. So the bad attitude is the thing you're wanting to consequence because it's not okay to go into a group of people and spread your bad attitude. So then what you want to create is something that's tied to the bad attitude. Like, you know, we were going to go out for dinner tonight and have a great, but it might not be the case at all, but you confabulate something. You know, we were going to go to his favorite place and then we were going to go to dessert afterwards because we were so glad you were going to have a good time, but you had such a bad time and it was so bad. I, I, I'm afraid to take you out with this kind of bad attitude. We're just going to have to go home, you know, and that's good too. Yeah. Okay. There has to be a logical connection so that it makes sense that when he has a bad attitude, when he's out, he cannot expect that going out to some other place that he wants to go is going to happen. You know, he might say, yeah. I, want to go with you. I want to go with you here. And you say, I'd love to. But you know what? What if you have one of those bad days? I don't know. I don't know. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to remember that. Okay. One, and, and just what she was saying about the electronics, I think, is a really good point. Because anytime you rely on one thing to try and guide their behavior – you're doing a couple of things. You're setting yourself up in case he decides to, like, he just will go, you know what? It's worth it. I'll give up electronics. And one day he will. You know what I mean? He'll be willing yeah. to do that. And then what are you guys going to do? Now what are you going to use? And then the other thing, too, is that it really doesn't teach him anything in terms of the connection between his behavior and and then what happens because of his behavior. If you can't tie the two things together logically, then you're just using that as leverage. kind of a, yeah, a quick and easy leverage that can be taken yeah. away at any time. And then you have nothing. The other thing at some point you want to say to him is, so when you're feeling really badly, what, you help him problem solve, what do you think you could do? What do you think you could do? And you say, yeah. you must have been really bored. What do you do when you're bored? I'm sure you get bored in school sometimes, right? 
So what do you do? So you help him problem solve. He could doodle, you know. Kids will come up with ideas. He could think about something else. He could just, you know, he has to zone out and play things through in his head. He could raise his hand and say, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom. And when he goes to the bathroom, maybe do 10 jumping jacks and run around the bathroom and go, okay, okay, I've got to go back in and finish this. And what we're doing yeah. is teaching him some coping skills because you and I know we have this happen all the time. We go someplace and the speaker is boring and we just want to sleep. Instead of being obnoxious, we come up with something else to do. So that's what we're wanting him to learn. Alternative yeah. ways of dealing with his irritability, his boredom, whatever it is. Okay. You know, and the whole thing is, like, that's real life, you know. I mean, we all know the person who had a crappy attitude or who didn't, you know what I mean, who was just no fun. We just didn't invite them, and we would go to great lengths to make sure they did not know that we had gone out yeah. or done something, you know what I mean? And that's, and that's what ends yep. up, that's real life. That's what ends up happening. You have a bad attitude. You take all the attention for yourself. You do all those things. And fortunately, people in, you know, when you get older, no one is going to want to be around you. And so they have to kind of, we're giving them the opportunity to learn that now. Like, hey, you know, sometimes you can't show how you're feeling every moment because it affects the people around you. Let's look around. And if these other people are not sad and not angry and you are, is that something that you want to bring them into and then do you yeah. think that's going to make them want to spend time with you you know it's social graces that we're teaching them because we don't want them to be that yeah. guy so here's the opportunity for you to kind of share that like you know there were people sometimes that we you know and you can even say like I think sometimes I was that person then you're like sharing your quote unquote mistake totally. or, you know and saying like I realize yeah. that when I act happy even sometimes when I'm not that I end up actually feeling better you know Sometimes I just yeah. pretend, and then I end up feeling better. So it's funny because all of that has come up recently. Yeah, good. I mean, That's I've actually, good. yeah, I've actually told him, you know, because he'll come home and they don't want to play with me. The kids at school or the kids in the neighborhood. Well, why don't they want to play with you? Well, they say I get angry too easy, and I tell them that I'm working on it. That's good. He's actually written a note to his friends. I am sorry. I'm working on controlling my anger. He really did like that note. Oh, that's so I know. sweet. But and what are some of the methods you guys are teaching him to work on controlling his anger? Just, you know, take a deep breath, do something else. If he's frustrated with something, because it, it always works for me. If I can't figure out something at work or I'm frustrated with something, walk away, do something else, come back to it, and you'll figure it out. You always yeah. will. You take know? a deep breath and count to 10. We're reminding him, yeah. He starts going there and you go, take a deep breath. You know, it's practice time. Take a deep breath, count to 10. This is yeah. a choice. You can decide. This is where you get to make a choice. Are you going to yep. lose control or are you going to try and keep control? This yep. is your chance. Think about this. There is another piece of this, which is if a kid is feeling like he can't measure up or cope, the best way to deflect that you feel uncertain about a process or a thing is to marginalize it. You just get to a point where you say, you know, sometimes we do this because it's how we protect ourselves and it's because we're afraid. And if that's what you think it is, then you have to sort of talk yourself into saying, you know, what am I afraid of? And talk. And you can talk to me about it. You can talk to daddy about it because we've all had that. That's that happens to everybody. They get afraid they're not going to do it or that people will laugh at them because they won't do it right. And so they mm-hmm. just kind of roll their eyes and say, that's really stupid. And it's not really stupid. You're just 
sometimes afraid that you're not going to be able to do it and people might laugh at you. So if that's what it is, then we just have to figure out how to help you have, you know, courage and be brave and try things. And the mistakes thing, because we've been trying to very hard and I've gotten the whole family into it with saying, I made a mistake mm-hmm. and here's how I fixed it and it's all good now and making sure that he knows that we're not perfect too. Yeah. I think that's actually been helping. And his teacher this year, which they have behavior charts, which he has to color in which color level thingy he landed on that day. And like today he came home, mommy, I'm in yellow, but it's okay. Everybody make mistakes. Yeah. And the the bad self-talk, when it comes to kind of keeping the focus on the discipline and, and not really playing into the negative self-talk, how's that been How's that been going? It depends on the day. Some days, you know, Bill and I are better at it than others. Mm-hmm. You're saying you're like, human? When, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good for you. This week's been rough, but, you know, when he says those things, we try and not really feed into it. On a good day, we try not to feed into it, try and get him to turn it around, say something nice about yourself, because you know that's not true. You know you're not stupid. Mm-hmm. So say something nice about yourself. And he has a hard time with that. Have you but, found yourself following through more on the disciplinary, kind of more of the, um, you know, not dropping whatever the issue was in the first place, like the mess in the bathroom yeah. or whatever the situation is? Yeah. That part's gotten better. Good. But the not, not feeding into the self negative self-talk is the hard part. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it triggers both of you. You guys are both triggered by that, for sure. Yeah, it's very hard to hear, and it's definitely a trigger. That's the perfect word for it. Our kids know what gets us, so they're, like, magical in that way. Kind of are. Yeah. Yep, frustrating. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he's mine. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And there's groups. There's there's support groups for this stuff. There's a lot. You can you can get a room full of socially inept kids together to practice being better. Look it up online yeah. and see if there are groups because this is not uncommon. And when you get all those kids together in one place, it's you know kind of a cluster. But it's also really fun to kind of watch them sort it all out because what do you do when the whole room's like you? Now he's at an age where. I think he'll be able to kind of go in and go, oh, that's what I'm like? Yeah, yeah. that's what you're like, dude. <laughs> right. I wonder if that could, if he saw another almost eight-year-old doing that, if it would be like a smack in the head, you know, like, oh, if that's what I'm like, I don't want to hang out with him. Yeah, or you know? even putting him, so putting him in an environment where, say, hey, you know, you've been practicing this. They're having a much harder time than you are. Maybe you can show them, you know, how you've come this far, yeah. trying to yeah. find an opportunity for him to be the mentor, the the teacher, the wise one, the one who's ahead of the people that he's around. And if that, I yeah. think he would do really, really well with. He would really rise to yeah. the occasion. I think so, too. So that was good. I'm really hoping that we can keep in touch with her. I'd like to know more about how Henry's doing over time. Right. Well, I think it'll be helpful as we watch him evolve and grow and hopefully step away from using that kind of behavior in order to 
feel like he's getting the attention he needs. Yeah. So. And um, he needs a lot of attention. Not all kids need that much attention. Right. And the ones that need a lot, it's tough. It is. It's really tough. And part of it is just obviously getting them to try and lean towards the positive things to get that attention and make sure we're paying attention to that, to the good things that they're doing. And then also building enough self-confidence and sense of self, I guess, that they don't need as much attention. Right. Well, and if you think about it, if they refuse to respond to that, I'm so stupid, and instead redirect him, he will discover as he kind of readjusts that because they don't respond to that, he'll have to reevaluate whether that's actually true because there's going to be no response to that at all. And then what you can do is you can think to yourself, what is he good at? And let's, let's do some of that now. Not including the video games. Right. Oh, absolutely not. not. We shouldn't, more screen time is not a good idea. No. Even if he's really good at it, we got to find right. something else. And I think it's important for our families to know that we will be addressing screen time. I am continuing to find articles and people who are authorities on it and can give us a much better idea of how to handle some of those situations. Anyway, so hopefully we'll be able to keep in contact with Christy and hear more about how things are going on. But so far, so good, I think. So today's episode was longer than most. Right. You and I, between us, have a whole lot of words. One thing I can tell you about this podcast thing is that I am incredibly tired of hearing the sound of my own voice. I've been tired of hearing the sound of your voice for many years now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, you're my you've mom. Been, you've been waiting to say that for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I have. This has been perfect. No, I'm kidding. Um, zing. Yeah, zing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so let's just do it. We'll do a quick wrap up on this. Any words you want to say, Mom? No, actually, I think it was all pretty self-explanatory, and I think... Because it was so long, we just need to sign off, give people a chance to experience their holiday. Some holiday cheer. Yeah. All right, people, go out and be cheerful. Oh, and for those who are listening to this when it's not a holiday, have a cheerful day anyway. Oh, well played, Mom. Yeah. You're good. (laughs) 